Welcome, welcome to this special, different episode of the Ready Yet podcast. For those of you watching the video, you can see I'm by myself today. I wanted to do something for you and give you a straight up coaching episode, another coaching episode of the podcast. And here's why. When I keep getting asked the same question over and over and over again, it usually means something's going on in the universe, right? A lot of people are asking me this lately. So I've been posting about it in social media, but I want to put it here all in one place for you guys to kind of get a handle on this concept that I'm going to go into all in one place, easy peasy right here for you. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about this concept of working on your business instead of in your business. I did not invent that quote, right? It's been around for quite a while. I believe my first introduction to this concept was in my corporate life um, through the book, The E-Myth. And there's a bunch of books that he's gone and done, The E-Myth Revisited, wide variety of them. Check them out. But it's this idea that you need to be working on your business and not just in your business. And people say that back to me all the time. They're like, oh, I know, I know, I know. I have to work on my business, not just in my business. And then a few brave souls will ask me, what does that mean? What does it mean to be working on your business instead of just in your business. So I'm going to give you a really simple definition of it and then go in to some things you should be doing to work on your business in order for you to have a healthy growing business. So this is where I divide the line. Doing what your business does for a living. So if you're a photographer, it's the work involved with your clients, taking pictures, editing the pictures, delivering your pictures, your albums, and things like that that you put together for your clients. So if you're a dentist, it's working with patients. So number one, if you're doing what your business does for a living, you're working in your business. Okay. Number two, if you are paying bills, in answering emails, in updating QuickBooks, and posting on social media. Let's move to some marketing things. Posting on social media. You're working in your business. Doing what you do for a living, doing what your business does for a living, and the things that have to happen to support that counts is working in your business. So what does it mean then to work on your business? Working on your business is planning, is strategizing. It's learning how to be a better business person. I see this all the time where people put so much effort and money and energy and time into becoming really, really good at what their business does, don't get me wrong, you should be really, really good at what your business offers, but then they don't spend almost any time learning how to grow and run a business. And then they're frustrated 
and disappointed and angry that their business isn't growing. Give yourself a break, first of all. You haven't put the time and energy and effort into learning how to be a business person. Why get mad at yourself for not inherently knowing something that you haven't learned to do? However, right, we need to take the personal responsibility side and go, okay, what do I need to do then to learn how to grow and run my business? So I'm going to break that down for you even further. What should you be doing? What do you need to learn in order to get really, really good at working on your business? So if you haven't caught on yet, my first piece of advice is to learn how to grow a business. Learn business fundamentals. Learn marketing fundamentals, team building fundamentals. Notice that I didn't say learn how to put together a course. Learn how to make the best LinkedIn post. There's a time and place for that. But if you're stuck, if you're plateauing, you always go back to the fundamentals because the course you're trying to sell and the post you're trying to write won't land and won't have the effect that you want if you don't know how to grow your business from the ground up fundamentals, right? So number one, you put all this effort into your trade, put that much effort into growing your business. You've chosen, yay you by the way, right? You've chosen to be an entrepreneur. There's two sides to that. One, doing a good job at what it is that you do. And two, doing a good job as an entrepreneur. So number one, got to learn how to grow a business. Number two, how frequently And I'm just going to say how frequently, and some people are going to say never. That's fine. Have your truthful, honest conversation with yourself. Know where you're starting. How much time do you spend reviewing, tracking, measuring, tweaking all of the things you need to know about your business? Do you spend enough time knowing your numbers? Knowing what's going on behind the scenes, knowing what works and what doesn't work. The more you, the more time you're able to spend doing those things, the less likely you're going to get stuck in reaction mode. When you don't spend time strategizing and making decisions, And deciding ahead of time where your business is going and how you're going to get there, you get stuck just reacting to whatever happens. And by the way, just inherently, reaction mode means you're already a step behind. Reaction mode puts you behind. So I'll give you a perfect example. In the last several months in my business, we've tried to come up with a few different, what would be considered a downsell, a less expensive way to access my help. And they haven't been working. They haven't been working. And I could 
stay in reaction mode and think. Now, if I was in reaction mode, I would have thought, oh my God, that wasn't cheap enough. Oh my God, that wasn't cheap enough. Oh my God, that wasn't cheap enough. And boom, 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 lower, lower, lower. And the next thing you know, I'm giving away services, undervaluing my services and creating a cash flow problem in my business. But that's not what we did. We made our first offer and we looked at what were people saying when we talked about why they didn't want it. And then I came up with a second idea and we did the same thing and people were kind of lukewarm about it. By measuring that, instead of just reacting to that, we're able to make a third decision, a third decision that's being so well received. And I'm freaking excited about it. But I never would have gotten to that third decision if I didn't take the time to measure what was going on and tweak what we were doing. Right? If I was just stuck in reaction mode going, oh my God, I got to sell the thing. I got to sell the thing. I got to sell the thing. Make it cheaper, make it cheaper, make it cheaper, which is interestingly enough, what most people do in reaction mode when truthfully that wasn't the solution. It wasn't the solution. So how much effort are you putting into intentionally planning ahead of time what your marketing is going to focus on, what your offers are going to be, what your pricing strategy is going to be, how you're positioning your company, and how much time are you putting into measuring the results that you get so that you can make a better decision. You know, in the example that I gave you, it sounds like a catastrophe, right? It was six weeks. It was a total of six weeks, testing and tweaking and testing and tweaking and testing and tweaking over six weeks to come to a really good solution. Instead of staying in reaction mode, which doesn't even have an end date to it. I do this daily. I do the different version of this monthly. Different people in my team have meetings with ourselves, each other, different groups to go over what's going on. And even when it was just me, you don't have to wait for a team to do this. Even when it was just me, I had regularly scheduled time on the calendar to measure what was going on so that I could look for trends. So that I could do things on purpose. You know, the tagline is be in charge, take action, get results so that I could be in charge. So I wasn't stuck chasing the market or reacting to the market. So number two, all of the work that you do to track and measure and tweak is working on your business, right? Think of it this way. I'm going to put it for you this way. Especially for those of us who come out of corporate, for those of us who had jobs, we tend to look at dollars for hours, right? I'm going to spend four hours doing the work for this client, so I should charge them for those four hours. Because when you have a job, that's how that works. You're at the building, in the cubicle for four hours, you get paid for those four hours. But that's not how entrepreneur works. That's not how entrepreneur works. Entrepreneur, truthfully, you're going to be lucky 
if you're spending 20, 25% of your time doing what it is that your business does for a living. I only get to spend 20, 25% of my time actively coaching, paying clients. What I need to do to get the most out of that 25% is to be tweaking and measuring and strategizing so that two things happen. One, I get the most out of that 20%, 20, 25%, because that 20, 25% has to pay for all the other hours. Bill, think billable hours versus how much you're working. And the second thing is if you find yourself working in your business, meaning that you're doing your client delivery, 80% of your hours that you're working, that doesn't leave you any time for growing your business, right? If you, if you fill your client calendar up to the brim, that feels great. You're making money, but now you've got a bandwidth problem. So this can show up in so many different ways if you don't take the time to stay ahead of it. Because, you know, you go in a business, we all go into our businesses, most of us open our businesses to do the thing that we love doing. But if you don't take at least that much time to learn how to grow a business, you kind of end up with no business to grow. It becomes very easy to go out of business. You work on your business instead of in your business so that you get to have a business. Plain and simple. I'm going to add one more thing in there. So three things today on how to work on your business instead of in your business. Number one, learn the fundamentals of growing a business. Don't immediately go for quick hit, I call them insta-tactic strategies, if you don't have a solid foundation of how to grow a business, number one. Number two, you work on your business, not in your business by spending time measuring, tweaking, strategizing, making decisions ahead of time so that you can use that information and make better decisions the next time around and elevate from there. And number three, truthfully, mindset work and personal care is actually, especially for an entrepreneur, working on your business. I always wondered when I first got into my entrepreneurial journey, most of the really, not all, but most of the really successful entrepreneurs that I was introduced to in the beginning also were way into health and wellness. They were way into health and wellness. And I really kind of quickly <laughs> discovered that if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not able to do the things that I need to do to grow my business. They just go hand in hand. Right now, I just happen to be in a place where I have a lot on my plate right now. I don't overeat, you know, a little piece about Aaron. I don't overeat when I'm stressed, but my food choices go right down the tubes. So I'm not doing a great job right now eating the things that are good for me. I'm just grabbing, you know, comfort food. I can tell. 
I can absolutely tell that I don't feel good and that my energy is down. And I am not doing a great job of taking care of myself in a way that lets me show up in my business as the best that I can. So I need to fix that. So whether it's the physical well-being or the emotional well-being, doing the work to build your resilience, to build your persistence, to build the healthy mindset you need is just as important, let's face it, probably even more important than even some of the business building skills that you need as an entrepreneur. The way that I say that in my business is this, you can't, the plan doesn't matter if you can't do the plan. The plan doesn't matter if imposter syndrome keeps you from taking action. The plan doesn't matter if you have scarcity beliefs instead of abundance beliefs because you won't do the things you need to do. So health and wellness and mindset work, working on you as a human I put that very, very squarely in the bucket of working on your business. So that's what I have for you today. Hopefully that gave you a few different tidbits to take away. And I know so many times people are, I don't want to say disappointed. Let's use the word shocked. You go you open your business to do the thing your business does, right? You you decide you want to be a professional organizer and work for yourself. And then it's like one day you real you wake up and you realize, "Oh my gosh, I'm a business owner and a salesperson." You want to be an organizer, but you have to be a business owner and a salesperson before you get to be an organizer. You can apply that to any version of any business you have. You want to go in a business to be a travel agent and have just an amazing fun time getting people booked on adventurous vacations. But the only way you get to do that for people as an entrepreneur is to first be a business person and a salesperson. You don't have to convince yourself now that you're going to love sales, that you're going to love business building. I happen to love business building. I love the puzzle of it. I love figuring it out. I love sales conversations because I get to learn so much about people and what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I understand that might make me a little weird and a bit of an anomaly. So I'm not telling you, you absolutely have to fall in love with being a business owner. But if you can't create a comfortable relationship with the fact that you're a business owner and a comfortable relationship with the fact that you're a salesperson so that you're at least now willing to put the time and effort into being good at those things, the end result is that you stay in the struggle and you don't get to do the thing that it is that you really wanted to do. So I invite you to take a step back, look at how you're spending your time, and make sure you are putting ample, ample time aside for learning how to be a better business person so that you can work on your business instead of just in your business and ultimately grow your business.
Hope this helped. See you soon.